Praise the Lord, church. Amen. You may be seated for just a few moments. Thank you for standing. It's good to be in the house of the Lord in Olathe, Kansas. Amen. It's good to be in a familiar pulpit. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to be among family. Amen. And uh, we're thankful to be here uh, for the opportunity. Amen. It's good to, uh, I'm glad my family's here. Boy, they were troopers. Amen. They've been troopers. And, uh, you know, just wanting to be faithful and obedient to the Lord. I want the Lord to say, well done, uh, good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. And God has plans that sometimes aren't uh, expected for your life. And, uh, and so, you know, I've, I don't know how often that I've preached. Well, it was good to see Sister Marilyn here tonight, too. I was so glad to see her. Amen. She was part of the church in Edgerton for the last couple of years almost now at this point. Um, but uh, I don't know how often that I preached walking by faith and, and being obedient to God. Uh, but I, I told my wife when the Lord asked us and spoke to us that, that we should resign and begin to evangelize and step out in faith, I said, why did I have to preach in, about faith all the time? <laughs> I said, man, now you have to live it, and uh, and so, but here we are, and uh, God is good to us, amen, God is good to us, and uh, He is faithful, amen, He is a faithful friend, amen, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere but in the will of God, amen, and so I'm glad my family's here, they're troopers as we are traveling and, and ministering about, amen. And God is, I just pray for us that God would uh, would bless our travels where we go. And, and I told the Lord, I said, I just want to do your will wherever we are. Amen. And I hope that's your desire. Amen. To do the will of God here, right here at the Truth Church in Olathe. Amen. And, um, and uh, you know, tonight, uh, I, uh, I, I, I have a message on my heart, and I'm, I'm not really fumbling around, I'm really just feeling after the Holy Ghost here tonight, um, and uh, as we were singing and as we were in, uh, my some things just began to come into my mind and into my spirit, and I uh, hadn't uh, come prepared, and I don't really want to, I don't really want to uh, go this direction, but I just felt some things in the Holy Ghost as we were singing, and, uh, and, and just began to almost, I would say, just feel a bit troubled in my spirit. Um, and I'm not coming here tonight to uh, be a Debbie Downer. I'm telling you, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer tonight. But I just tell you what I feel, and we'll go about our we'll go about our business. Amen, <laughs> amen. But I'm telling you, I feel as though there was a just uh, some things that uh, there's some folks who uh, need to be very careful in their walk with God. Amen. There's some folks that are on playing around with fire in their spirit. Amen. I don't know why. I don't know where. But I'm telling you tonight, I feel it as though it, it, was, it was just a, God just put it on me. And so I'm going to tell you because I've been, it's, it's been bothering me. And uh, I'm telling you that you got to be careful when you're living for God. Amen. Amen. Because there's, when, and I'm not, I'm telling you, it's spiritual suicide in my opinion. I mean, I hope you're trying to tune in. I'm not just talking here tonight. I'm really talking to somebody. 
a couple somebodies here tonight. Amen. And when someone in the natural de determines in their mind that they're going to commit natural suicide, uh, the troubles, the trials, all the stress that, that has worried them, all of a sudden one of the signs of really them at the very end is when they've made up in their mind that they're going to do it. All the pressure goes, and they, they, they tend to, there's a happiness, there's a, and they, they've laughed like they haven't laughed. They can sit through church, and, and they can, man, they've made up in their mind, so I'm out of here. I don't care what's said. I don't care what happened. Man, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Because they've already made up in their mind. Now, this isn't what I come to talk about tonight. Amen. But I'm telling you what I feel. Amen. I pray that you give me this liberty for just a moment. Amen. I'm telling you tonight that you're going to have to be somebody. Somebody's needs to be very careful. Man, very, very careful in their walk with God right now. Amen. And uh, I would be remiss if I hadn't said something here tonight. Amen. I know of young people. There was a young man in a church that uh, was going to walk out on God and try to convince a young lady, go with me, go with me. I'm leaving on this date. We're going to be done. I'm telling you, it was planned. You have it planned in your mind how you're going to walk away. And, uh, man, the pressure that was on this young lady, and she did not cave. Today, he's still backslidden away from God, but she's still in the church. I'm telling you, you can still choose to serve the Lord. You can still choose to serve the Lord. Amen. And you have three things. I, think, I know I've heard pastors say this. You have really three things that are going to appeal to your spirit. Amen. You have the Spirit of God, you have the Word of God the man of God. And if you can't listen to any of those three, you're in trouble. Amen. And tonight, I'm just telling you, listen to God. Amen. In his spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I don't want to dwell there because, you know, I could get sidetracked and we could dwell there. Amen. But I do feel like that had to be said. And I apologize, Pastor, if I was out of line. But I'm telling you, I just doing what I felt here tonight. Amen. Amen. The Spirit just kind of come in as we were singing tonight, and I just could not get away from what I felt. Amen. And thank you for that liberty. But let's turn to the Word of God tonight. Amen. Amen. We're going we're gonna to get somewhere here tonight that uh, uh, that wasn't for everyone. That wasn't for everyone. Amen. But God's got a message for the church. Amen. God has a message for this church tonight. Praise God. Amen. If we could all come together, I believe, amen, God wants to do something here tonight. Amen. Before we're done. Hallelujah. Praise God. And if you turn to Acts chapter 17, amen, we're going to set the stage here for just a minute. Amen. Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 23. Amen. Just a little bit of a reading, but I want to capture this whole uh, situation here. And uh, I, I preached a similar message to this a few weeks ago, but uh, as I was Preparing for this tonight, um, the Lord brought this message back to my mind, um, but with a twist. And so, uh, you know, my, my family's probably going to say, oh, here's, here's number 13. <laughs> but this isn't the case. This is uh, number 13 uh, time or twice or second or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Amen. But this is what the Lord put on my heart. So this is what we need for tonight. Amen. Acts chapter 17, verse number 16 says, now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. 
Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Other, uh, other some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof thou speakest is? For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there sent spent their time in nothing else. Amen. They spent their time doing nothing else but to either tell or to hear something new. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you're too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. Amen. If you're going to worship with me here tonight, you're going to back me up and say amen every now and again. Make, make me let you know you're awake. You can be seated. Praise God. Amen. And um, man. <laughs> Praise God. So we have the Apostle Paul. Um, and he is, boy, he's evangelizing, preaching everywhere, and he's seeing a lot of things. And uh, he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and him crucified everywhere that he goes. And uh, he comes, and there are a group of individuals in Athens that all they are doing, they don't care what it is, they just want something new. They want to hear something new. They want to experience something new. They, they want to hear a new doctrine. I want to hear, oh, put a spin on it. I want, I want to hear something different, amen, than, uh, uh, boy, this sounds interesting. And uh, they, 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 there's no telling what kind of crazy doctrines that they had entertained in their life. And in their, uh, but, man, they were, they, were, they were wanting to hear this new doctrine. So all that they did, they spent their time in nothing else but to tell or to hear something new. And so Paul, standing in the midst of, of these idolatrous uh, uh, individuals, these heathens, these worshipers of false gods, um, and they were everywhere. And they were, they were uh, worshiping gods that, uh, that was not the one true God. Amen. And so he comes, and Paul's standing in the midst of Mars Hill. He's taking it all in. The Apostle Paul is taking in the, the, everything that he's seeing around him, and he's watching how they worship. He's watching what they do. He's, he's looking at how they are going about their lifestyle, amen, and their worship to their gods because he says, I, I believe that you're, I, I perceive that in all things you're too superstitious. And he says, I passed by and I, I saw your devotions or I saw your worship. I've watched you while you are worshiping. Amen. I saw that uh, I, I just was just was sitting back and, and seeing how you worship. Uh, and, um, and he says, you know, uh, I found that upon this, there was an altar with a description that said to the unknown God that you were worshiping. Amen. I saw you giving devotions. Amen. To the unknown God. Amen. You understand that this God, this idol, it had no ears to hear. It had no eyes to see. It could not feel. Amen. And this was really probably the the, the, 
the idol that received the least amount of attention, in my opinion. I believe I could be wrong. Amen. Because it was kind of, uh, they, had, they had named the sun God, the, the, the God of the skies, the st- all those, everyone they knew. But if they, they got to a point where, well, maybe I don't know, maybe we missed something. And they, and they just kind of threw this in, amen, a little bit of worship, devotion, if, just in case they missed somebody. Amen. So they had devotion, amen, to an unknown God. Amen. He says that you ignorantly worship. You don't know, amen, who you're even worshiping. He says, and then he begins to declare unto them who Jesus was. And I'm not here tonight to preach a message on the oneness. I think you hopefully got that down at this point. Amen. But we understand that he began to preach who Jesus was. Amen. These idols were nothing. Amen. That the hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He began, that's what he began to preach unto them. Amen. But tonight, uh, amen, I, I don't, I'm not really good with titles. I think I've said that before. Amen. But really what I want to talk about is this, on this thought is, how well do you know the one you worship? Amen. How well do you know the one that you worship? Amen. Because Paul, they had devotions to an unknown God. Amen. They, they were worshiping a God they did not know. Oh, I'm telling you, we're devoted Amen. And we're here tonight because we're supposed to be here tonight. We're devoted. Amen. I see your devotions here tonight by being in the house of the Lord. Sunday morning, thank God. Amen. There was a lot of bad weather, but there were folks in the house of God because of their devotion. Amen. Unto the house of God. Amen. There are folks here tonight. We took an offering that are devoted in giving. Amen. Tithing and offering. We understand the importance uh, and the value of it. Uh, Amen. We're devoted. Amen. Uh, We're devoted in our worship. We know how to clap and we know how to jump. And we know we're supposed to to dance on Sunday uh, evening service. And and we we have that, that, that down. We're devoted. Amen. We give devotion to our doctrines, to the oneness of God, to to Jesus' name, baptism, to receiving uh, the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, uh, with uh, to to holiness in, in inwardly and in outwardly, and uh, we we are I'm telling you we have uh, devotion in our life. We are devoted, Amen. But I believe that what we can do, Amen, is be devoted, Amen, to a God that we do not know. Amen. No, no, I'm not saying you don't know that He's one. I'm saying you don't know Him. I'm saying we could have devotions to a God and we don't really know His personality. We don't really know Him very well. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to the church tonight. How well do you know, amen, your God, amen, the one that you worship? How intimate are you? Oh, I'm telling you, they had devotions, amen, to an unknown God. And they were going, they were doing everything just right, but they had no knowledge of Him, no understanding of Him, how well He loved them. I'm telling you, this was a dumb idol, amen, but we don't serve a dumb idol. We serve a God, amen, that cares about us. We serve a God, amen, that knows us intimately. But how well do we know Him in our devotions? I'm telling you, we can be busy with devotion to God, yet not know Him one bit. We can clap our hands and have no idea, amen, who we're worshiping. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you tonight. Oh, the word is like a hammer. And I'm telling you tonight, I hope I can bust through, amen, our thinking. Amen, some of our feeling here tonight. Because Paul said, hey, I saw your worship. 
but it was empty. I saw your devotion, but it was to nobody. Hallelujah. I saw your worship, and you were doing everything you were supposed to do, but it was to an unknown God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you tonight, we're exercising, amen, devotion to a God we do not know. Amen. The word to know, if you will, it really has, there is a couple meanings I want to focus on. The first uh, is a Greek word called gnosko. Amen. It means to come to know or to get acquainted with. Amen. It's the same, uh, it's a a learning uh, to know someone. It's a getting to know someone. It's the uh, it's the process, if you will, that that you are. I'm I'm no I'm becoming getting to know them. It's the same word, Amen. Used in the intimate relationship between a husband and wife. Adam and Eve knew, or Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. It's a progressive thing. I don't know about you, but I know my wife better today. Uh, what her likes and dislikes, and I did the day I married her. Amen. She knows me better today than when we first got married. Amen. Because there's a progression of our, uh, she knows me better now. I know her better. And that's the, that, that knowing, we know one another. We, we took time to get to know one another. Another word is oida. It means uh, to see. Uh, it's a perfect tense uh, with a present meaning. Or to know or to have knowledge of currently. Right now I know what I need to know about this, this, this thing, this, this topic, this subject. Amen. When you're in, you're in college, uh, you're doing a lot of gnosko. <laughs> you're, you're, you're learning a subject. You're, you're going through the process. Uh, amen. But when you graduate, you're supposed to, uh, oh, Ida, you're supposed to know. You're supposed to have knowledge of. Amen. So the difference between is that uh, gnosko is a suggest, suggest a progression in knowledge. Why, oh, Ida suggests a fullness of knowledge. Amen. I hope I've not put everybody to sleep here tonight. Amen. Because I want to worship a God that I know. Amen. Oh, Ida. I, I, I want to, uh, uh, a God that I know, amen, with every, but it's not going to happen unless I, uh, I, I gnosco, unless I, I put some effort into learning about Him. Unless I put some effort into getting, uh, uh, building a relationship with Him. Amen. We can't uh, never talk to Him and know Him. Oh, Ida. We can never, uh, amen, I tell you, uh, put uh, effort into our walk with God and really know Him. Oh, hallelujah. John chapter 8, verse 54 and 55. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom you say that He is your God. Jesus said, listen, you're telling me that you say that He's your God. He says in verse 55, yet you have not known or gnosko Him. You have not sought to know Him. You have not sought a relationship with Him. You have not desired a progression in Him. He says, but Jesus says, but I know, oh Ida. He says, I have complete knowledge of who He is. Amen, I'm telling you, Jesus says, you don't know. You say that He's your God, but you haven't done anything. You're you're, you're worshiping Him. You have a lot of devotion to Pharisees, amen, and the Sadducees, and the scribes, and all the religious folks uh, he says you've not done anything to seek him oh hallelujah 
Oh, hallelujah. Is anybody hearing this preacher tonight? Uh, even here tonight. Uh, amen. You can have devotions. Uh, amen. You can have devotions. Uh, amen. To a God. You have no idea who he is on an intimate relationship. Uh, on an intimate level. Uh, amen. You can clap. You can run. You can shout. Uh, amen. But there's no growth in your relationship. There's no growth in your worship. That's why it's so hard time and time and time again to come and worship and pray because it's just devotion. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The more I get to know Him, the more I want to get to know Him. The more I seek Him, the more I want to seek Him. The more I praise Him, the more I want to praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight. Uh, amen. There should be a progression uh, in our knowledge of Him. There should be a progression. Amen. And I'm telling you, it will show. Uh, amen. In your devotions. Uh, it will be apparent uh, in your worship. Uh, it'll be apparent. Uh, amen. When you walk in the house of the Lord. Don't tell me David didn't have a walk with God. And, a hit, and say, I know my God. I was a failure. I've messed up. But I know a God who picked me up and, and, and fixed my life and saved me. Because I I was glad when they said unto me let me go into the house of the Lord there was a progression he wasn't saying oh I've got to do my duty I've got to go to church no he said hey I cannot wait to get there so I can give my praise unto a God I know oh hallelujah somebody show God some praise tonight hallelujah oh help us tonight how well do you know the God you worship? Samaritan woman worshipped the Messiah in Samaria, not in Jerusalem. Amen. Jesus must needs go through Samaria. Remember the story. Amen. Samaritans were considered really dogs to the Jews. They were, they were, they were a trash people. They, were, they weren't fully Jewish. They were half-breeds. They were not worthy Amen. To participate in their worship. They were not worthy to enter into the temple. They were not worthy to worship in Jerusalem. They did not have it. But I'm telling you, they had developed a, a system of worship that was close, if you will. They tried to mimic real worship. They tried to develop a Amen. And they had a history of it. They, they, had, a, they had designed, a, but it wasn't in Jerusalem. It was in the Samaritan. Samaria, amen, and so they weren't allowed to worship in the temple, amen, but they devoted their worship, amen, there they devoted their worship, but they didn't really know the God of Israel, amen, they didn't really know the great I am, amen, but they were devoted, they worshiped him. They, 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 weren't, uh, they, they had a system in place that, and requirements in place, uh, and they, and they worshipped because Jesus and this woman had a conversation. Amen. And, 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 and uh, she speaks to him in John chapter 4, verse 21, or 20, sorry. It says, our fathers worshipped in this. She said, listen, this goes back a long way. Well, I got a history of worship. A devotion in my... Oh, we've been in the church many years. Okay, that's great. Uh, amen. We've worshipped... My fathers have worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship you know not what. 
She said, he said, you have no idea who you're even worshiping. You're, you're devoted. You're worshiping in this mountain. Amen. You got, you, you're going through everything that you've been taught to do. Amen. Your fathers did the same thing. You've learned and it's been passed down. But he says, listen, we know what we worship. He says, listen, you have no clue, but we know the God we're worshiping. Amen. And so, because for salvation is of the Jews. Amen. But the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Jesus said, listen, listen, the Father's seeking a true worshiper, somebody who really knows Him. The Father's really wanting somebody who, who, who knows who He is. True worship and spirit and in truth. Amen. And this woman, in all her devotion of her life, and she says, listen, the woman says to Him, I know that the Messiah is going to come someday. I know this much. One of these days, the Messiah is coming. One of these days, we're, we're really going to get with it. One of these days, Messiah is going to come. I'm telling you. I, want, I know, I know that Sunday, I know that someday I'm going to meet Jesus face to face. Someday, one of these days, I, I know it. I just know one of these days I, I'm really going to get it on board. I, I'm really going, I know. I'm telling you, you understand what's going on with this woman. She says, I know that someday the Messiah is looking at her in the face. And he, she's saying, someday I know the Messiah is going to come. She's saying, when he comes, I'm going to know it. She's saying, I, but she's worshipped him. Her fathers have worshipped him for years. But she did not know him. Oh, you're not hearing me tonight. I'm telling you, you can very well worship God and have for many, many years in this house and in this church. But I'm telling you, when he shows up and looks you square in the eye, you say, well, I know we can move a guy when I see it. I'm telling you, Jesus has showed up in this house. Amen. And there's, uh, is there looking for true worshipers? But he showed up and many of you have no idea that he's here. Mm, hallelujah. Oh, if you could understand what God's wanting to do here tonight. If you could understand the Messiah has showed up here tonight to deliver and to heal and to minister to you. If somebody, amen, would let their devotion, amen, go beyond just a physical act and go beyond into an emotional experience. Oh, help me. I know when the Messiah comes, I'm going to know it. And Jesus said, listen, verse 26. I that speak unto thee am he. Jesus said, I'm right here. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Yeah, there's distractions. That's okay. We can laugh. He snored. That's fine. God's trying to minister some here tonight. You're going to laugh your way right into hell. I'm telling you that much. I'm not, I'm telling you, I feel this as strongly tonight. 
God's trying to get somebody to tell you, you don't know him. He don't know you. Amen. I'm telling you, you get to heaven. He says, I, depart from me. I never knew you. I'm telling you, this is serious business tonight. And I feel it deep in my spirit. Amen. I'm hoping somebody can understand. I'm not here just to feel a Tuesday night. But I'm trying to get somebody into a relationship with God. Because you're going to die lost if you don't. Oh, come on, somebody. We've got to wake up to what God's trying to do and what the devil's trying to do to you and to this church. We've got to give ourselves to him completely and fully, but we haven't. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help us tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it's too easy, amen, to be distracted by our devotion. Oh, I, I'm, I'm a Sunday school teacher. Or I, I do this or I do that. Oh, I'm, I'm a part of the church. I'm devoted. I know, but you don't know Jesus. You don't know him like you need to. You don't know him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help me tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, If thou knew the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. He said, If you would have known, you would have done things different. If you would have known, you would have behaved different. If you would have realized who was in front of you, 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 would, have, you would have changed your attitude. You would have changed the way you worshipped. Oh. oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you would have known, amen, the Jesus that's walking around this place here tonight, uh, up and down these aisles, uh, if you would have realized, uh, amen, who was here, you would have changed your devotion. Uh, you would have done things a little differently here tonight. Uh, you would have walked in this house a little different. Uh, you would have prayed a little different. Uh, you would have worshipped a little different. Uh, oh, I'm telling you, I'm, uh, Jesus said, if you would have known, if you would have known who's here, uh, if you would have known who's right before you, you would have done it different. Uh, oh, you would have done things differently oh hallelujah we've got to have a knowledge of him we've got to get to know him we've got to learn who he is i'm telling you i don't think we know him like we should i don't believe we know him amen on an intimate level like we should oh hallelujah oh jesus help us tonight hallelujah hallelujah oh god help us tonight hallelujah the apostle paul was a man that fully knew Jesus. The Apostle Paul was a man that had no question, no doubts as to who Jesus Christ was. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 to 10 says, Yea, doubtless, this is how he received his true knowledge of who Jesus was. He says, I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of many things and do count them but dung. That I may win Christ and be found in him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law. But that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is of God by faith. That I may know him the power of his resurrection and fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Paul said, nothing mattered to me 
Nothing mattered except getting the knowledge of who he is. Nothing. His status, his position, his life, his nothing. He said, listen, I count it all but dung. I count nothing. He said, listen, I, I, I'm giving it all up. I suffered the loss of all things. He said, I, I've given up everything. I've given up everything. And I count, so what? That I may know Him. That I might know Him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. Amen. There, This is really where I was trying to get tonight. Amen. It's getting to know Him. I'm telling you, first and foremost, we got to realize uh, we may not know Him as well as we think we know Him. We may not know Him as well as uh, as 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 we do. I'm t- I've heard our pastor say it time and time, there are going to be folks who get to heaven and say, didn't we cast out devils in your name and prophesy in your name? Didn't we, didn't we heal the sick in your name? But Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. Amen. We can have a false sense of understanding, amen, our relationship with God and our devotion. Paul said, listen, I beheld your devotions. I saw. And they're, they're, they're lacking they're lacking in emotion. They're lacking in effort. They're lacking in fervor. The, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm, that, that's a level, amen, of knowledge of your Savior. Amen. That you'll come and you'll get on your knees. I'm telling you, Paul had two ways, two types of experiences, amen, that he had. When he gave up everything, when he gave up everything, there's two things where he really learned. To know Jesus. In the ups, he learned something about Jesus. And then in the downs, he learned something about Jesus. That's why he says, I know how to be a base, I know how to abound. Why do I say that? He says, because listen, he says, he says, I know him, that I might know him. How? Through the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. He says, in one of those two ways, I'm going to learn everything I can about him. Whenever I'm up on a mountaintop, teach me something about how, how it means to fly. I'll mount up with wings like eagles. I'm going to do everything. But when I'm down, oh, God, teach me something. Job, curse God and die. No, no, no. I come in this world naked. But naked, I'm going to leave. Whether it's up or whether it's down, I'm going to find my way to the foot of the cross and get to know him just a little bit better. Oh, you're hearing me tonight. I'm about done. Amen. Musicians, if you'll get ready to come, I'm telling you, this is where we need to be tonight oh hallelujah oh in the ups uh, in the power of his resurrection amen that means uh, oh with the same spirit that christ was raised from the dead that's the same spirit that's going to quicken your mortal bodies what does that mean when the holy ghost is flowing amen and we can't just electrified in the house of god amen and we're zipping around the aisles i mean we ought to learn something amen i'm telling you when the uh, the apostle peter goes up to the mountain with jesus uh, and he's transfigured amen and he sees the uh, uh, the prophet and Jesus and Moses and I'm telling you what he's up there he don't know what to do I'm telling you what he's learning about Jesus oh hallelujah he's getting to know him better oh hallelujah when Jesus sits down on a hillside and takes five loaves and two fishes amen and breaks bread and feeds 15 to 20,000 people and they have 12 basketfuls left over I'm telling you you learn something about Jesus you learn something about his power you learn something about his his ability 
Oh, hallelujah, on the day of Pentecost, amen, when the Holy Ghost fell, and that whole house was filled with the Spirit, and they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. I'm telling you, and they spilled out into the hallway, the highways, into the, into the streets, and all those around says, what's going on? Oh, I'm telling you, the power of His resurrection has come. The power, amen, of the Holy Ghost has come, and the apostle Peter begins to preach, and 3,000 get the Holy Ghost I'm learning something I'm getting to know my master I'm getting to know him in the ups in the mountain I got to get to know him in the power of his resurrection amen when the spirit of God gets to moving oh hallelujah and the glory comes down amen and the preaching comes forth and while Peter yet spake these words the Holy Ghost fell on all of them oh I got to learn something God's more concerned with filling people with the Holy Ghost than he is about our petty issues he wants to save the soul of the sinner oh hallelujah oh hallelujah what do you know about the power of his resurrection? Is it enough to affect your devotion? Is it enough to, to consider how you worship? Oh, I remember the glory when I received the Holy Ghost. Can you worship over that? How well do you know him in the power of his resurrection? But Paul also said, I know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. He said, I'll lose every, I'll, I'll, I'll give it all up so that I could experience him on the high and the low. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's when things are going really well that people lose out with God. That's what happened to Israel. It, it wandered in the wilderness for a long time, but they entered into promised land where land flowed with milk and honey. And But God came and said, listen, be careful. Because once you get wealthy, once you get it, everything gets flowing here, you're going to forget me. And there are individuals when things are going good, they forget where their help comes from. But you know, on the flip side, there's some that it's in the fellowship of his sufferings where you also struggle. This is the trials. This is the tribulations. This is the difficult times in life. This is when it gets rough. This is when you don't know which way is up. This is that whole, I walk, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. How do you know God's with you? Because I know he is. I've been here before. I learned something last time I was in this valley. Come on, somebody, you need to learn something about Jesus in this valley. Hallelujah. You're in the valley. Amen. To learn something about Him you've never learned before. Because you know when you learn it, that in the valley, 
of the shadow of death that you can fear no evil I'm telling you you take a look at somebody's devotion who has that knowledge you take a look at somebody that's going through hell in their life and they still got their hands up pastor they still got the voice raised I love you thank you Jesus for salvation but you're going through the valley of the shadow of death I don't care I know he's going to be with me I'm not even worried a bit I know him I'm telling you your devotion will change when you begin to learn about him in the highs and in the lows when the boat of life has you tossed on the sea and you don't know what you just know it's over up and down and where is Jesus he's asleep under the boat somebody go wake him up and as that sea's tossed you're hanging on for dear life and Jesus just simply comes on board calms you and says listen peace be still and that wild ride all of a sudden you look around how did he do that you know what's going to happen the next time the water starts going like this you're going to hang on going it'll be alright guys It'd be all right. You know, who was the one when the ship was about to fall apart that said, hey, we're going to be okay? Who was the one? The Apostle Paul said, hey, it's going to be all right. The Lord said we're going to be okay. Y'all scared? But listen, it's going to be okay. Why? He's the only one in that boat that knew Jesus. He's the only one. If it wasn't for one person that said, hey, I know him well enough to know He's going to take care of us. That whole ship and everybody else would have been lost and dead and gone. I'm telling you, Jesus is looking for somebody. Amen. He may be dragging you through the bottom. Amen. So that he can find somebody that will learn something about him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And friends walk away. And family walks away. Amen. Family disowns you. Family says, hey, get out of that place. Family says, you don't need to be a part of that anymore. When everybody says, is naysaying and telling you, go, I'm telling you what, it's in that moment you said, okay, Lord, I got to find something out about. There's something about you I need to know. There's something more I need to learn. Hallelujah. Let's stand tonight. I want to end with this. The depth of your devotion or a direct reflection of the depth of your relationship. Let's say that again so you can catch it. The depth of your devotion is a direct, directly connected and representative of the depth of your relationship with Him. Tonight, there's only one thing that really matters. And that's getting into the presence of God. I'll read this last story because I feel like this is important. And I'll capstone this and we're going to open the altars. Luke 10, 38 to 42. It came to pass, as they went, they entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received 
him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. Came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. I'm telling you, Martha, you've got devotion to the activities. You're, you're devoted to making sure that everything is thus and such. You've got the, I'm telling you, you're devoted. I mean, we've got, we've got positions, if you will, whether they're, they're not, when I say positions, I say you, you're, a, you're a Sunday school teacher, you're, uh, you're a musician, you're a song leader, you're a sound guy. Josh always does all right. You've got something. And you know what the problem is? Many times we get so devoted to the activity that we have no time for the relationship. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If those... If, this, if that projector isn't on, it doesn't matter if you haven't prayed, Brother Josh. I'm telling you, if we haven't prayed before church, or really, what, what are we doing? But Martha was cumbered about with much serving. She said, listen, I'm doing everything around here. People who say, oh, I, I do everything around here. Yeah, but you don't pray more than anyone else because if you were praying more than anyone else that's not the attitude you'd have but somebody that says I get tired I do I have to do everything around here well you're more concerned with the duties the devotions of the church as opposed to really the relationship with him Jesus answered said to her Martha Martha thou art careful and troubled about many things but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Hallelujah. Tonight, I think God is really just kind of reaching for someone and saying, I really want to know you better. I don't know you like I want to know you. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to learn about me when things are going well. Learn something about me, the, the riches of, of my glory. Learn something about the power of my spirit. But also when things are, or maybe you're in a place of uh, the fellowship of His suffering tonight. Amen. But when things are, are, are down, when you're, when you're suffering, when you're in the prison house, uh, amen. When, when you're, I'm telling you, no matter where you find yourself, learn something about Him. Amen. That even in prison really shouldn't affect my devotion. Really shouldn't affect my worship. Really shouldn't affect my walk with Him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you that God is looking, amen, and observing your devotion. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I always tell folks, listen, if, if you hear this tonight, there's still hope. If you hear this tonight, it's the Word of God and hopefully the Spirit of God and the man of God, all three together reaching for you. Hey, and the message is, hey, I don't, I, you're not as close as I want you to be. I, I want you closer to me. Oh, hallelujah. So tonight... Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, I don't feel as though I've unloaded my burden as well. Probably should have tonight. But just know this 
God loves you. He loves this church. Hallelujah. He just wants somebody to draw closer to Him. You draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Hallelujah. Whether you're in the up, in the power of His resurrection, or you're in the fellowship of His sufferings, no matter where you find yourself, get to know Him. Get to know Him. Because the more you know Him, the more you learn of Him, the more you desire Him, the more you understand Him. Amen. Your devotions are going to change no matter what I'm going through. Paul, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. I know how to have and to have not. It doesn't matter to me because no matter what I'm going through, I'm learning about my Savior. I'm learning something about Jesus. I'm figuring something out I never knew before. I'm realizing something. I'm getting closer to Him. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's through difficult times that I've gotten closer to my spouse. Amen. We've experienced good things and we've experienced times of troubles in our life. But I'm telling you, through it all, we're stronger. We've got experiences we can draw from. And I'm telling you tonight, God's wanting to build upon that and strengthen your relationship and grow your knowledge in Him. These altars are open for anybody who wants to know Him in a greater measure tonight. Come on, come seeking Him. Not because this is the devotion. Not just because this is what's expected. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's worship. Let our devotion reflect our relationship. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's seek the Lord tonight.